Thanks for joining us today. My name is Mitch Ashley, and I'm joined by Alan Schimmel. And you are listening to Security, Security Boulevard, Boulevard Chats. Chats. Yay. We're working on our synchronization. We'll get it. We'll yeah. get it. <laughs> we, we, uh, look, the East German judge is going to give us a 7-5 for that one. We made a little bit of a splash. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll just we'll just stop the scale at seven point five, and then we did really well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, with Nadia, <laughs> change Kobayashi Maru, change the game, change uh, the rules. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, I got a new Star Trek shirt. I got to show you, Mitchell. Ooh, it's the alternate here. universe one with Spock with a beard uh -huh. and not with yeah. the beard. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll wear it one of these days. I'll show evil it to you. Spock that turns out to be nice evil Spock. You know, well, he's still Spock no matter what universe yes, he's in. Yes. Yeah, helps That's Kirk get message. back to the right universe or yep. multiverse, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows what's affected with that tool? I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. I, I, you take me on Star Trek, Mitchell, and boom, I'm at warp well, speed. Yeah, I know. Going where no one's all, gone before. So many great shows. We could like do a, we should do a Star Trek podcast. But anyway, another topic, you know, <clears throat> kind of thinking, because we're going back thinking about, you know, Star Trek. We've been interested in that for so long. Yeah, I was thinking about an interview that you did with Jennifer Leggio. Jennifer is someone that we've both known. I think you've known her a little bit longer than I have for a long time. And when I saw your interview, because I've had her on, on uh, CISA Talk and we've talked with her at different times on interviews and stuff. It, you know, it, it's a small universe. It's a small community of friends. You know, security is massive, but you and I have known dozens of people for at least 20 plus years through our career in security. And Jennifer is a perfect example of that, who somebody you keep reconnecting, you might work with her, you know, she might work as part of the security bloggers network, you know, that they're doing interesting things in security, see each other at RSA all the time. And, and, you know, in between, it just reminded me of how important it is the relationships you build can be career long relationships. And she's one of the great, people to have you know i'm privileged yeah. to have that relationship you know what else mitchell and, and i'm sure you feel this way too as we get older some of us some of us don't get older um you recognize that without even trying sometimes you have at least some small influence on others and their mm -hmm. career and their career mm -hmm. trajectories mm -hmm. you know, and i i had jennifer on as you said on TechStrong tv and it's available at TechStrong.tv if you want it's posted on linkedin and facebook and everything first of all looking at jennifer you know and i still see that girl that i knew 20 years ago mm -hmm. right she was just a pr not there's nothing a matter with being a PR Not person. Just, that was how she but started. Better but that's how she PR. started. She's she's yeah. the PR person. Moving and then you know, and she was a tremendous help on the security bloggers network of meeting and awards, yeah. and a tremendous help. She ran it for us. Who are we kidding? Right? We let's, all sat let's, back. Let's, yeah, let's put Mogul, it out. Ross, let's be real. Me, Martin <laughs> McKay, you, and uh -huh. and you know. And the, but watching her career trajectory as she's climbed the ladder mm -hmm. and just so damn proud of her, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, because look, 20 years ago, the security industry was a little different too, and as it relates oh, to women, quite frankly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, watching the progress, steady progress she made, she's made, and, 
even even her physical appearance, she looks mm. like a leader, right? Mm -hmm. She was on here, and and that was the the gist of or the title of of this TV interview, Tech Strong TV interview we did, right? How to lead. Um, so, you know, Jennifer recently left her last gig, and she started her new company. It's a it's a consulting company. Right now, it's just her and a couple of friends. Uh, it's called Movable Feast. And she told me what Movable Feast is, and I forgot what the reference is now. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to watch the video. But, you know, she has big plans for this. And and look, Jennifer succeeds wherever she goes. Mm -hmm. And so there's no doubt in my mind she'll succeed in this. And, and maybe we'll have her on here on a Security Boulevard chat at some point in the future. But she's fun. here to help people with their go-to-market, to hear, help people with their career counseling, and you know, especially people in cyber and people, you know, diversity, women. Mm -hmm. um, so just really, really proud of her mentioning it. And it, it gives you a feel good to know that, you know, this is one of your friends who you came up with. We we were we are blessed, Mitchell. Right. When you look at the people we came up in the ranks with in security, and mm -hmm. you know many of them, not many of them, but some are already retired. Unfortunately, some we've lost. Yeah, but lost. you know some are retired, but many of them are still active. Really, have very senior positions in the industry now, and um, God bless them. And it's great. It's great to be part of that. It's great to be part of something. I really, I, I spoke to Jennifer about it. I really would like to do something this year at RSA around the Security Bloggers Network, rename it Security Creators Network, because not everyone blogs anymore, but they create mm -hmm. content. And and kind of pass that baton on to some younger people. Absolutely. Who are, let them build their own up-and-coming story. <laughs> so mm -hmm. if you're listening or watching this and you'd like to be involved in the next incarnation of Security Bloggers Meetup, the Security Creators Meetup, and potentially award someday and help build this community that's already 20-something years old, we'd love to hear from you. You can uh, you can send, you can write me, Alan, A-L-A-N, at securityboulevard.com and love to get you involved. We'd like to do something around RSA this year again we usually do a wednesday uh like five to seven uh, security bloggers thing so if you're interested in that write to us and but in the meantime happy happy proud proud of jennifer leggio and, and what she's doing with Move, movable feast definitely check her check out her, her company if there's anybody that can be a mentor advisor consultant you know help you she's got a wealth of experience to share absolutely so absolutely, absolutely. um Mitch, I think the big story in security this week is just starting to break as we were uh, recording that, recording this, and that mm -hmm. is uh, could be a big breach over at Bank of America. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm trying to think. We had a lot of friends at Bank of America Security at one point, right? Hoff was there. And, yeah, I'll um, Oh, who came over from Zion's Bank? Um, Alex Hutton. Alex, yes. Yep. And uh, there was a bunch, I think Dave Lewis might have been there for a while. But anyway, they, we haven't heard them in the news in years, frankly, in terms of security breaches. But this is the nature of this beast. Sooner or later, it's not if, it's when. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so it looks like there was a breach there. They're starting to notify people. Exactly how big it is, we don't know. But from what I'm kind of reading between the lines, it's a big one. 
Yeah, we haven't heard the numbers yet, but it's information, you know, it's personal information, but including social security numbers and government IDs and financial account information. You're talking about, you know, financial institutions. So there's potentially some pretty damaging information that uh, it's been, uh, let's say, stolen. That's what it really is. It's not just a leak, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's someone been stolen. stolen. And also, you know, we were talking in our DevOps chat uh podcast mitchell about software supply chain security mm -hmm. and, and this again was a case they believe of a third party who um you know that a third party vendor was how the people accessed the uh bank of america info mm -hmm. same old story right from target the the hvac vendor and, and all of that stuff so again dependencies Dependencies, dependencies, dependencies becoming the most popular attack vector as it we is. have these bigger attack surfaces. It's kind of the uh, a modified version of the, you know, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. Well, the bear catches you, but then they're still going to catch me, right? <laughs> so, right, because if they so got me, they're going to get to you. Yep. <laughs> and, and so we're all in it together and, and something to think about. Um, Speaking of uh, attack surfaces, though, mm -hmm. I wanted to bring up an interview that our friend Mike Vizar did um, on TechStrong TV, and it's with a, another person who I know pretty well, uh, Mark Gaffin, the uh, CEO founder of Ionix. It's I-O-N-I-X, right? And, and Ionix is Israeli startup, you know, cybersecurity startup. They just raised a bunch more money. Um, on why defending attack surfaces has become more challenging than ever for understaffed security teams. Uh, you know, this is a common theme we hear a lot, security, Mitch, mm -hmm. right? The attack surfaces are growing. It's not that the budgets aren't growing and we hear about the security gaps, but this goes back to when we were still secure. There's, there's a handful of companies that have the resources to do security well. And they're big, right? The, the right, they're Fortune large 50, Fortune team. 10 companies, yeah. It's the mid-sized, even small, but mid you know, even small enterprise are working on a you know handful of people in their security teams, maybe five or six and- Under-resourced. You know, and, and, you know, I think we just got to realize that's, that's the nature of the beast. Well, and I think that the challenge is, you know, what's which changed since we got into security, Alan, is, you know, we've we're we're, at, we're way past the days of you know, um, sort of build that exterior and that protects the things on the interior. And now into to um, you know zero kind of frameworks, if you will. But uh, the thing that's really substantially changed for me is what you're protecting has changed. It's not just network resources. It's just not where data is located. It's application security. It's API security. Um, it's suppliers and supply chain security, all the stuff we were just talking about around supply. You know, so it's security engineers, at least in our day, didn't grow up as software engineers, at least not most of the time. So, and and I know that's that's been a challenge for some people to get their head around this whole DevOps things and, and the deployment, continuous deployment, and what's all that jazz. But it's part of the job today, um, at least to have people on your team that, that have some expertise in that can talk to developers, can talk to cloud architects, can talk to all the folks that are delivering or putting together, you know, your delivery platforms and partners and interfaces. 
it's it's a big t- attack surface, not just because there's a lot of software out there. There's a lot of different kinds of surfaces. Agreed, Matt. Agreed. You know, uh, there's an article on Security Boulevard also in the same vein and with the Bank of America thing is, it's called, what is a data leak or mm-hmm. data leak, right? Causes, examples, and prevention. It, it's a pretty remedial article. For a beginner, mm-hmm. newbie, I highly, highly mm-hmm. recommend it. Mm-hmm. Because we talk about data leaks. And, you know, and I say the big breach over at uh, Bank, Bank of, of America. America. And yeah. you said, yeah, there was some PII, including social security numbers. You know, there's, there's data breaches and there's data breaches, mm-hmm. right? And depending how many, how much information, what kind of information really determines it's criticality and what you have to do and, and reasonableness and all of that. And and for those of you maybe listening to this who are new or, you know, newbies in, in cyber or not really cyber people, but interested in it, or they're just fans of you and I, Mitchell, and they like listening to our voice. God help you. Um, <laughs> Should find something better to do. But yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but if you have nothing better to do, go read this article on Security Boulevard. It's a Security Bloggers Network article, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's, a good, it's a good primer on what do we, you know, sometimes we toss around words and acronyms thinking everyone has the level of detail we do, and they don't. And and so highly, highly recommend that article to go have a look. Well, one of the things that didn't talk about, I don't believe, is the SEC reporting requirements now. We now live in an age of you've got five days from whatever yes. you define as knowing there's been a breach to reporting it in, in public disclosure and, you know, AK forms and all kinds of fun government things like that. So it isn't any longer just you know, controlling the message and what do you, what do you release publicly or not? It's, you have to disclose things now. Absolutely. Or if world. you're a CISO and you don't follow the rules, you can find yourself criminally charged, civilly liable, all kinds of craziness. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I did a, uh, did an interview this week or last week with, a uh, I think his name's Max Shine. He's a CISO, former Air Force guy, and now CISO at a, a vendor, and I don't remember. It's on TechStrong.tv, and we spoke a lot about this, right, about, you know, with the liabilities that CISOs face now, mm-hmm. what does that mean, right? Uh, can you afford to be kind of an in-the-weeds security guy, or do you have to be a business suit, or you have to be both, and then hope for the best, right? What you know? What's the standard for negligence here? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a fine line they're walking right now. I think I'm hoping it'll evolve and get a little better. It was a really good. Uh, we had an interview with Andy Ellis. You know, CISO friend from Akamai mm-hmm. was there. What all of CISO Andy Ellis? Yes, I mean renowned author. You know, done it all. Been there and and Patriots fan. And Patriot, well, you had to bring that Which up. Is that okay. Yeah. <laughs> but how'd you like um, that Super Bowl, Andy? Just in case he's watching, Mitch. I'm how, sorry. How did the Patriots doing this evening with Super Bowl? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't I don't remember there. seeing him there. Brady, no, was, Brady there. was in a lot of commercials. Yeah. He was. He seemed to be all <laughs> over the place. Him and Taylor yeah. Swift. I'm not sure what yeah. the deal was, but um, uh, anyway, why, well, one why, of them kisses the guy with a beard, and I don't think the other one does. I hope it um, wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, well, reason why I bring it up is 
he has some really interesting views of the CISO job is not a board level job. It's not a senior, senior, senior executive team job. And also, and, and I won't explain all, if you want to hear it, it's up on textrun.tv under CISO talk. Um, but also t we talked with them about, so what do you do when you don't have uh, the support of the company, whether it's executives or legal or the board or whatever, to do the to do what you need to do, and they force you to you know no, don't disclose that or do something you shouldn't do, maybe even do something illegal. And you know what do you do in that situation? Well, the first thing is not to get yourself in that situation. If you think you're in that kind of a business climate or culture, you know, do yourself a favor before you do get arrested and charged with something. Go somewhere else. It's not worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, that my interview with this fellow, Max Shine, we spoke just about that too, what to do, right? You, you, you know, you don't want to be the whistleblower, but you know, you got to extract yourself from those situations. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mitchell, the next, the last article I wanted to bring up for this week's show is another security Boulevard article, but with a DevOps bend and it comes from the security bloggers network. And it's how DevOps evolved into DevSecOps. Ooh, this is a topic we, we've been around a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a topic we live. We see it with the leading DevOps platform providers. They don't call themselves DevOps companies. They call themselves DevSecOps companies. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, you know, we do our show at RSA. This will be the eighth or ninth year. Monday of RSA week in Moscone, DevOps Connect, DevSecOps this year. Of course, it's DevSecOps and Generative AI. Yeah. Got an amazing lineup. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. such a, I mean, leading AI company security guy. So really definitely want to check that out. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think it, the whole lineup and everything is available uh, February 15th on, on the yeah. RSA, just, on the just RSA site. Yep. And uh, if you'd like to go to that, we also have uh, codes for free Expo Pass, which will be enough to get you in on Monday to our event. So definitely have that for people who are interested. Um, but Mitch, that's a good article, and it kind of explains the whole evolution of DevOps to DevSecOps, which is, I'm sure, something we'll be covering in this DevOps mm -hmm. Next report you're doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Big part of it. So cool on that. Um, I think that's all I got this week for Security Boulevard. Mitch, you got anything? You know, there, there's some, uh, I really do want to highlight that article again on DevSecOps because, you know, we, we often apply the shift left moniker to that. And that can mean anything from just being ridiculous, like the developers will do it all. They, you know, they, they don't want to do it all. To, you know, what do you really do to embrace and, and embed security into throughout the, the DevOps process and the workflow pipelines and designing it into software and testing it and all the things that you could do? And how do you do that as a security person? As I was talking before, you, you may know a lot about software now. Maybe you came up with that kind of a degree or you have that experience. If you don't, how do you embrace this? How do you get involved in it? There's some good things in that, I think, in that article that will help around understanding put a little more reality to DevSecOps. so and i definitely please join us at rsa um we have it's going to be a killer lineup i think we're gonna have great attendance at it too so it'll be a great networking yeah. event yeah but it's all day so you come in grab yeah. a seat grab a t-shirt have some great sponsors mitch you're going to do a panel that day there too I right am. 
yeah, I've got a great panel talking about AI and DevOps, uh, De DevSecOps, excuse me. So uh, with some real great folks and uh, just putting that together now, that'll go up as part of the agenda uh, up on the RSAC site. I think we even have a talk, right? I'm doing a talk, um, an RSAC talk. Don't we have a after DevSecOps? Yeah, after DevSecOps. So Dev I'm going to talk ops. to you about that. So I'm not going to be at the Monday event. I'm, I'm thinking if I maybe want to grab that talk and I'll do oh. that panel. Well, that'd be great. You um, should totally do that. But I'd like that. to do it from DevOps Next with the DevSecOps bend to it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great um, idea. I got some speakers in mind too. We'll talk. We'll have okay. your people call my people. Well, they, yeah, they don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> my right. AI companion, Dr. Your AI copilot. <laughs> okay, we'll see how that works. Um, hey, Mitch, I think that's going to wrap up our Security Boulevard chat, uh, episode three of the relaunch. Yeah. We'll be back next week, right, with more? We will. We all will have always have great topics. And and again, if you there's something you'd like us to talk about or you want to interject and be part of the conversation, send us an email. You can send it to Alan or Mitchell at techstronggroup.com. We're happy to uh, chat with you that way and incorporate ideas we appreciate your feedback you know if you like some things tell us if some things sucked and we need to do it better i'm sure we can work on it and make it better wouldn't be so, the first time i was told wouldn't be the first time and won't be the last yeah, right absolutely <laughs> all right Mitch, well thanks, thanks everybody much, yeah thanks Thank everybody for, for joining us and it's been a pleasure as always alan doing this with you so yep Thank you, everybody, right. for joining us. Yeah. Oh, okay, you do it, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just start. This is right. Mitchell Ashley and, and Alan Schimmel. And you've been listening to Security, Security Boulevard Chat.